Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the, uh, God, it's the 6th of November, 2014. Pretty soon it's going to be the 1st of January, 2015. But it ain't yet, it's still only the 6th of November, and this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Joined, special guest today, uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. He couldn't make it in today. But his compadre, Christine Sashinger, has made it in today. Christine, welcome back to Webcology. Excellent, excellent. It's been a uh, pretty weird week in tech. It's been a good week in tech. It's been kind of a surprising and hair-raising day for me, mostly because the internet disappointed me again today, but that happens, I guess, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. Now, I hope this doesn't bother anyone who's listening. I mean, I hope it doesn't bother you all half as much as it bothered me, but i got to share the story because, like, what the heck is the matter with people? Um, so, Christine, um, you uh, spent a lot of time on Facebook, eh? A little bit. <laughs> so, you know, those stories that just sort of, like, come out of nowhere that are really about nothing at all because they're entirely fake, they're not real? Yeah, yeah, I've actually been guilty of sharing those once or twice myself. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, one of them went around. A um, Apparently, one of those uh, crazy evangelicals, this time in New York State, was claiming that um, Starbucks uses the semen of um, sodomites uh, to flavor its coffee. Okay? Oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> well, I know, I, know that, I know that sounds crazy. Okay? I know it sounds crazy to you, but you're a rational person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the story got picked up and it actually went into, um, I don't know if it went into mainstream press, but it went far enough that the fine folks at Snopes.com, you know, Snopes, the, uh, the website that looks into, um, stories on the internet to, to try to ascertain whether they are true or not. Well, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, you've heard of Snopes.com. I mean, this is the the truth-o-meter of the internet. Well, the story went far enough that somebody thought that Snopes.com had to write an entry on it. And, um, 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 I don't know what to say, like, what... I, th- I think this was just, you know, the, 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 the straw that broke the, the, the synapse in my brain, you know? <laughs> Um, Christine, how can, how, 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 how can we have devolved to be in such a world where, um, like, um, huh, you know, people take stuff like that seriously enough that Snopes.com actually puts resources into checking it out? <laughs> um, I think we live in the land of clickbait titles and too little time, so people don't read articles. So uh, but, but, something uh, catches but, their eye, they just share it. But, but, but I mean, just the title, like Starbucks uses the semen of sodomites <laughs> to flavor their coffee. I mean, like, what, what are you getting when you order mocha? Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. You've been around the uh, darker parts of the web enough. They're not even that dark. They're just comments and forums to know there is a, a population that would probably believe that to be true on some level. Oh, see... I should have been, uh, I don't know, a zoologist, one of the guys who cleans the tiger cages or something, or even better, a lawyer, because like this internet <laughs> thing is hurting my brain. <laughs> Which is why we've called this edition of Webcology, the Internet Hurts My Brain edition. <laughs> um, well, we're not going as base as um, the, uh, the new um, coffee flavor um, semen of sodomite, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's happened on the web. A lot of it, you know, a lot of it around Google, Google rumors, um, just the, the, the craziness of working in the world's largest knitting circle. Something about 
this week has just cracked my brain. Here's another one. You, you saw the video that went up on uh, 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 Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, uh, yes. Barry Schwartz, uh, a.k.a. Rusty Brick, posted the video of Matt Cutts in a Leo Laponte interview discussing his future. That was kind of heavy because, well, you know, Matt Cutts is the master of spending a half hour and saying very little. Or, actually, you know, speaking for a half hour but giving away very little. Yeah. Um, in this interview, we did the same. You know, asked questions like, um, I mean, I think, I think the only real clear answer got, gotten from him was, are you coming back this week or not? Clearly, he's not. Yeah, no, but, the... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But I was going to say, but when asked if he was going to be coming coming back to Google in the future, instead of giving an emphatic yes, he said something along the lines of Google will always be uh, – there will always be a warm place in my heart for Google. Really? Yeah. I, that was kind of the one part of that interview that seemed the most telling. And um because the only times I've ever uttered those words is when I'm no longer working somewhere or going to leave somewhere. <laughs> so um, I, it, it doesn't sound very positive for him coming back, although I, I, I don't necessarily agree with him that it's running as smoothly without him at the helm. I do think there is a lot of benefit to having uh, someone who's the face of Google um, not or Google Web Spam. Uh, not that I blame him probably for, for wanting to go, but at the same time, it, it'll be very different if he's not there. Well, I mean, you know, it will certainly be very different, but I mean, I think I think the, uh, the the argument could be put out that Google's actually doing quite a good job of representing itself now. Oh, I don't... And WebSpan? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Mueller is, has jumped in. He seems to be, you know, he's available. He's answering people's questions. He's um, He hasn't released any cool videos with dinosaur hands or anything, but he's absolutely present in Google Forums. He is, but he do, he doesn't have that presence. Like Matt, good or bad, like him or not, Matt's a master at communicating, um, maybe or not communicating. But at least you know what he is <laughs> isn't saying. <laughs> Where I, I like John Mew a lot, and I think he's probably been thrown into a job that you know was a little outside his normal comfort space. But if you watch his answers, they're pretty much well, yes, but no, but yes, but could be, but maybe, but maybe not. So really, by the time. He's done answering. There really isn't any clear answer. With Matt, there's usually a pretty clear, this is what he said or this is what he didn't say. And well, both are as important. Maybe you just haven't learned how to read, like, you know, John speak. I mean, we, we all learned how to get Matt speak, right? Like, you had to sort of listen between the sentences. Yeah, maybe it's I, the same I, sort of thing with John Mueller. Like, you know, he's actually telling us we just don't know how to decode it yet. Yeah, no, I, I I would say that, but I've listened to quite a bit of his, and I think he's really pretty straightforward. Um, he's also not web spam team, so I think that he's answering the best he can. But I do think there's something to be said for the head of the web spam team answering the questions. And, so. and Yeah, and because he knows all the strategy and theory that went into it, and I don't think John does. So I think he's answering the best that he can with the answers he gets, but it's not the same as the person who, who helps set the – the course um, answering those those questions. They might. They and might and sadly, like you know, if you're if you're in John if you're in John Mueller's position, you can't just sort of look at the camera or look at your keyboard and type out. Uh, well, dude, your guess is as good as mine. It, you just can't do that, right? <laughs> no, you can't. So you got to say and, something. And then nothing against John. I think he's doing you know the best job that he can. I just don't think he's probably necessarily privy to all the information that say Matt would be. So I think he has less ability to answer the questions. Okay. Well, do search engines need a figure like this? Do you think? I mean, do, do, do we need an interpreter to uh, get sort of sit between us and arbitrary or uh, 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 um, um, looking for the, for the right word for it. But do, do you know, do, do, do we need a, uh, an ombuds person between us and the search engines? Yeah, I think so. I think you need, well, if you're talking about Google, I think you need someone who has a clear ability to answer or not answer a question or answer with not answering a question <laughs> um, to make it to make it more clear to the community of the people that are, in the end, giving Google better websites. So as much as they might not like SEOs at the time, they need them, um, as Matt has said in the past. 
Um, and in the case of Bing, um, you definitely needed that advocacy for Bing. Although I know there was some rumors that the new um, head of uh, Microsoft was looking at shuttling Bing at some point. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but it, it could be they're moving in that direction. Well, actually, that's it's funny. You should, um, I was having a conversation with my business partner, Alan Connect, uh, a couple of days ago, and we were speculating is uh, is being getting out of. Well, we, we were talking about paid ads. I forget. He, something, something triggered him, and he, he he just like said something that made me ask the question. But is is uh, Bing getting out of the paid ad space? You're well, suggesting that Nutella is is thinking of getting out of uh, search as well. Uh, Nutella. Site uh, Nutella, Nutella, the new CEO of uh, of Microsoft. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. That went straight to the food. <laughs> I was confused. Um, yeah, no. The uh, they did put out an article about reducing uh, what what Alan said in the paid space, and then um, with the shuttling of uh, not just Dwayne but uh, other people in his uh, department. Well, um, his whole department, actually. The whole, the whole damn thing. Yeah, all, that's what I mean. All the yeah. marketing guys, yeah. gone. Yeah, and, and it does seem like they're they're going that direction. I think it'll be a shame if they do to, to be down to one major search engine and also to uh, to to lose what might be an alternative. Um, but it does seem like they could be heading that direction. So, uh, But I do think that the search – I think like if DuckDuckGo had an advocate – DuckDuckGo wouldn't be where it is now. It's doing better because of privacy. But if they had a face to win all the search conferences and was talking and was answering questions, was the face of DuckDuckGo, I, I bet you they'd be in a much stronger position at this point. Well, I mean, seriously, even speculation, um, like serious speculation on Microsoft getting out of the game, if they were to send some, some very real signals out there, you better believe that Silicon Alley in New York City would light up suddenly. Uh, you've been enough, you've been to enough conferences, have been pulled enough uh, aside enough times to know that somebody wants to talk about building a new search engine. They always want to talk about building a new search engine, but nobody can uh, contemplate fighting Google. So if the clear second runner moves itself out of the game, it's only natural that a whole bunch of money is going to suddenly fall into, into, you know, somewhere in Midtown to get on building a new one. Yeah, I, I agree. That's definitely possible. Or they might just top on the, the DuckDuckGo engine. Yeah, um, I do. He's very independent. I, I've had a conversation with him once or twice. Um, so he's um, not going to be easily, I don't believe, influenced or, or purchased. But I do believe if somebody with the right skills came along and the money, of course, uh, that, would, uh, <laughs> that, would, that would be helpful. I do think that's the one engine Google has been concerned about. So... Of uh, actually gaining gaining prominence. Really, you think you think DuckDuckGo frightens Google more than say Wolfram Wolfram Alpha? No, no, I'm just saying it's the one. Like Wolfram Alpha is a very specific type of search engine. So I mean, in a general sense, because um, not, not Bing isn't in that category. I'm talking about the other engines that were yeah, out I there. Get, like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get. It. I totually get it. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I, I was trying to set up a where duck joke, but you know. <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't we don't prescript these things, friends. They just sort of happen, you know. Okay, we're um we're about twenty minutes in. It's uh, it's probably a good time to take a break because the next thing I'm gonna come I'm gonna come back with is an article that appeared in Forbes magazine uh, yesterday. Six predictions for 2015. Christina, I'd like run through some of these with you and see what you think. Um, but before we get there, we got to do some messages. Pay pay a couple beers. <laughs> Pay a couple bills here at Webmaster Radio. <laughs> uh, it's already Friday afternoon. <laughs> it has been a long week. Christine, what's the name of the company you're working with? What's the name of your company? Mine's uh, the Vetters or and Sites Without Walls. I have two entities. Okay, well, and, then, and I work I'm with Christine uh, Sassinger from Sites Without Walls. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Web College and Webmaster Radio.fm. Stay tuned. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. 
Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done with the Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, panda and penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is, well, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk... Is it Beanstalk Search Marketing or Beanstalk Digital Marketing? I know these changed the name. Internet Marketing? Okay, Beanstalk I am. Okay, I was, was going to go with Beanstalk S&M, but I didn't, I didn't know if that was going to come out <laughs> clearly or not. It's a problem with acronyms, right? Anyway, Dave's not here. He's all tied up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In this place, we have the wonderful Christine Sashinger from Sites Without Walls. Uh, and by the way, Christine, before we jump into somebody else's article from Forbes, uh, nice piece in Search Engine Watch today. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I noticed you were getting prompts from Dwayne Forrester on Facebook, too. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. Dwayne doesn't give compliments, you know, randomly, so it was very nice to get one from him today. Well, you did mention him in the article, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did, that but too. briefly. <laughs> okay, what was, what, was the artic- what was the Search Engine Watch article about today? What, what, what was the premise? Uh, basically, the concept is if you've been hit with um, one of the three updates, most likely Panda or Penguin for most people, what do you do next? And um, kind of steering people away from the concept of fixing these things themselves. For years, we've had um, you know sites that tell site owners, like, here's how you do this and here's how you fix that. But I kind of see SEO has gotten to the point where it's like my car. I can't take the plugs out, the spark plugs, and which would cost me like 10 bucks. I had to pay three hundred dollars for someone else to do it because they take out the engine when they do it. They and remove the whole engine. They just, just don't, they don't don't take the, the the engine cap off. They take the whole engine. Well, I'm not sure, but it's a major part of the engine. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. But but that being said, that um, you know, search engine optimization is not about just web spam anymore. It's about the sites that Google wants, and there's a lot of complexity to that. That if you don't have the knowledge base that like you and I have, I think it's dangerous for people to try to fix their own penalty or algorithm issues. Well, and, and I agree with you in almost every case. Um, I'm sure if we tried hard enough, we could find an exception to this rule. But I think as a general sure. rule, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. there, was, there was a line in your, in your piece that I thought was particularly telling where you say something along the lines of, it's not going to be cheap. In fact, it's not even going to be inexpensive. Um, and it's going to be quite expensive. I liked that part. That made me happy. <laughs> well, you know, part of the article is about helping people, how do they figure out who's a good SEO? Um, some of the things you would standardly use um, in other situations don't necessarily apply to our industry. But one of those things is they really need to know price point is one of the biggest indicators of a skill set. And if you're looking at penalty recovery and someone is offering to do it for you for cheap, they don't have the knowledge base to be 
to be doing the work for you because well, not only that, not only that, that's probably how you got in trouble in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And I think I pointed out in the article that you, you also shouldn't have the same people um, that got you there because um, either they did it and you didn't know, or they you knew. And either way, your site's now in trouble. And the problem with the penalties or the algorithm issues is they compile on each other, and so you can kick in matter and make it much worse. And there is much worse than a cliff dive. You can actually lose your site. So, Absolutely. And I'm afraid I'm going to say something that is going to tick off every SEO in the business right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry about this, brothers and sisters. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility <laughs> as a media source to tell the people the truth. Don't trust any report that you see coming out between September uh, September 1st, 2014, and I don't know, somewhere towards you know the end of October, maybe early November, when they show you these rhetoric rises because of their work, well, you know, you should trust them actually because that is, a lot of that is penalty recovery. But it's a recovery under some pretty extraordinary circumstances. We just, we just, had, we just had the great uh, uh, pleasure of sending uh, uh, traffic reports to a lot of our clients, Christine. Yeah, and of course, you know, one of them. The one I've talked to, you, I've talked to you about this client before. The the publisher who got who got into uh, trouble almost a year ago, and we've been working the last three months to work them out of trouble. Right. Well, I mean, the reports are amazing. Panda has been very, very good to us. We got um, a three thousand line disavow file in sometime in uh, early August. Nice. So long before the long before the deadline. Right. And, you know, all the stuff that we did, we're being rewarded for now, eh? Or I should say our client's being rewarded for now. So we're putting out this report. This report has this, like, blue line that's going upwards, like, like you know, like a, like an F-18, I mean, or like an F-16. The thing is accelerating as it goes upwards. Amazing. And uh, if, we were, if we were to put that out, you know, as, you know, proof of concept, you know, we're, 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 we're putting it out to a prospective client. It looks great on us, but the truth is it was extraordinary circumstances. Well, yeah, every penalty well, – that's the other reason that you're – when you're paying for someone to help you with penalty recovery, you're paying for their knowledge base, not their time on the timesheet. And, you know, every penalty situation is a bit different and everyone is a bit extraordinary because you're talking about people who have lost 60, 70, 80, 90 percent of their traffic in a day or two. And so when it comes back, it looks like a rocket ship. But – uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that approach is going to apply to your penalty issues or algorithm issues. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that. That was, that was actually the next thing I was going to say. Since um, we know that Panda is no longer a penalty at all, it's actually part of the algorithm. I, one could argue that a sporadic. Could you, could you? What do you think? Like a sporadic um, updater, like uh, Penguin, which by, by nature can't be constantly updating. Um, would that be a penalty or would that be an algorithmic thing if you, if you take a drop because of weird links and stuff? Well, there's two. Uh, so technically, uh, we call algorithm shifts penalties, but they're not. The only actual penalty is the manual penalties and the manual penalty viewer. And you can get, I think there's three or four link associated manual penalties. But, mm -hmm. you know, when your site loses 90% of the traffic, you're not going, well, I had an algorithm shift. You know, you're saying you had a penalty. So, Indeed, um, yeah. Regular person, you know, the person who owns a website. So for them, there's not really a distinction. But because it can also make your website go up, then it's not technically a penalty. It's just an algorithm shifting. Um, you can also just go up because the other guy's lost, too. Um, I'm going to give that credit to Dave because he likes to say that. But, um, you know, you may go way up in the course of a shifting of Panda or Penguin refresh, but you may have not done anything. It may just be all the people around you did really bad or really well. You may go down as well. So that's why penalty recovery is uh, is so complex because you may not have a penalty at all. You may just have gone down because others did better. Indeed, and you know you can you can see that reflected by ranking or by um, the number of sessions that Google is reporting back to your website. If you've lowered ranking in the search engines, say you've gone from first page to second page, you're not going to have half as many sessions reported by Google. Um. So again, yeah, you can see that in a bunch of different ways. Uh, yeah, I always, I like, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I do like to verify the impressions. Because if your yep. impressions in Google Webmaster Tools have also gone down, then you can be pretty sure it's a penalty. If they have not, then you might have something else going on. 
Okay, difference between impressions and sessions, kitties. Uh, impressions, number of time Google displays the uh, result. Uh, uh, sessions, number of times somebody actually does something about it, like makes a makes a positive action, like clicking on your website and going there. Um, I've had I get clients who confuse the two, which confuses yeah, me because yeah. one number is so much bigger than the other, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, we got to jump. It's the uh, it's the bottom of the hour here. Um, and I want to get into this, this Forbes piece, um, where they're, you know, it's, it's, tis the season to make predictions, eh? <laughs> now, here's the thing about good prediction articles, and this isn't a bad one. I mean, I've seen, I've, uh, I've seen worse, but, um, <laughs> here's the deal on predictions, friends. If you're going to write an article that's all about predictions, go out on a limb somewhere. M- predict something that isn't staggeringly obvious. <laughs> and this is one of the problems with digital marketing right now, Christine. It's driving me kind of, you know, batty. Most of it is staggeringly obvious. It's just common sense, isn't it? Well, I think that's because of this need to produce content, which means that the people that are producing it aren't necessarily, you know, taking a lot of depth, you know, deep dives into the deep end of the pool because um, they're producing it fast and they're trying to get it out quickly. Yeah, and that's led to a, a serious decline in the quality of content. But oddly enough, prediction number one in at Forbes.com today on, uh, you know, six predictions about the state of digital marketing in 2015 by Sujan Patel. And again, with all respect, Sujan Patel, um, you look like a clever fellow. Find your way out onto the limbs. But let's go over this anyway, okay? Okay. Um, there's so much more fun out there. Things are bouncy out there. I know. Prediction number one. Content will be more important than ever. Uh, Do we even need to discuss that or what? No. (laughs) No. The funny thing is content became something other people could make money at. So we've been doing content for many, many years as part of the important part of the algorithm. I don't – the – it's not a new thing. So. Well, okay. Well, you know what we can do with this this topic? We can, you know, what is content – it's 2015. We have, you know, I was in my backyard uh, about half an hour ago watching a video on my mobile device. Content yeah, is content. such a wide-ranging phrase, eh? Yeah, content's pretty much anything you create and put online in association with your website, I think, at this point. So Whether when it's- we say content's going to be more important than ever, are we, you know, even approaching the concept of what kind of content? Where, where, where are you going to throw your energy? I think that depends on who you are and your vertical, right? Uh, some people, video would be helpful. Some people, video would be a waste of time. Um, co- textual content is always important because uh, primarily that's what Google looks at. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but there are different types of uh, – we have a client, un- unfortunately for him actually, uh, he gets most of his visits through image search, Uh-oh. right? Um, his his company is not actually image related, so it doesn't help him with conversions uh, because that's not why they're there. They just like the pictures. But the point being is, if you have a company that is is dependent on images, um, Google tells you whether it comes from an image or it comes from, you know, comes from regular search so or social things like that. So you get a better idea of where your content efforts should be uh, concentrated. Google Analytics. I'm sorry. Well, more. I'm, I'm really glad you, you, you noted that. Um... I think it's uh, it's worth mentioning this again. Did you, did, after last week's show, did you go to Webmaster Tools and check out uh, mobile usability? Oh, not after, during, and actually sent it to a client <laughs> during the show. <laughs> um, a quick thing about content. Google is not only sending signals, they are investing like serious money telling us that that content made for mobile is way important. Content made for uh, uh, traveling devices, be it your um, cell phone or your tablet, it's very important to Google, like now. They're, they're not messing around anymore. They're investing money in it. Right, and also making sure that that content is easily viewable. I have my Adobe plugin turned off on my computer, mm-hmm. uh, my Adobe Flash, and you would be surprised how many sites are still uh, serving their video through uh, Flash as opposed wow. to HTML5. Uh, yeah. So um, 
that like right there is a huge issue if you're running video on your mobile sites. Okay, let's 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 jump on to, to prediction number two. Um, so to, to recap, um, content king, mobile, yay. Thanks, Forbes. Moving on. Um, it should be like one TLDR for like uh, for Forbes. Um, capitalism, good. <laughs> Article, simple. Okay. <laughs> Prediction number two. Marketing channels will become even more connected. So, I mean, like, you know, like you, you, you... Uh, do some work it you do some work in Facebook and you uh through Hootsuite you upload it to four different uh marketing channels at exactly the same time. Google is very curious about what you're doing and more importantly what users are doing and what they're attracted to. And even though all of that social media work won't really directly affect your search engine rankings no matter how many links you throw in there, people's behavior around the uh the, the social work that you're doing will have an effect on your ranking. You knew that, eh, Christine? Like, you, you've heard that one before, right? Yeah, actually, they did a report, um, I think it was 2012, might be 2013, uh, where Google put out a, a big report on, like, um, multi-device and um, touch points and uh, things of that nature, so... Well... An interesting, here's an interesting thing that you want to know as an advertiser and as a marketer. You need to be able to represent to advertisers. What's the, um, the path that somebody took to get from point A to point B to point C to point D all the way to point product page where they're buying something off your client? Did they start at social, move to the web, go off to search, and then come back to you somehow? What's the path? True, it's very important to understand that for intent um, when it comes to converting your users or getting into the right place on your site, for sure. And so because, you know, because brands recognize how important this is and because brands spend all the money in the world on everything they possibly can, <laughs> platforms are having to integrate analytics so that Twitter can, can tell you how many people were sent over via Facebook or via a banner campaign or what have you. So that's going to be kind of interesting. And I, yeah, I do well, believe that's probably true. Marketing channels will become more connected and more, and you know, essentially more connected. Yeah, I agree. I think we've been moving that way for a couple of years. So at some point there'll be the tipping point where they all join up. Uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, you don't mean that they're all going to become the same company, but you no, know, as, no. You know, we will strategize ways to use them in concert and and they will start to report in concert because that's what the industry will need. Right, exactly. Where your your social media people aren't operating in a bubble over here because you don't understand the connection between social and your conversions, that kind of thing. No, clearly you haven't met my social people. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies all. Bubble. <laughs> Webcology, the Make Them Hate You edition. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for inviting me, Jim. <laughs> okay. um, you see, when, yeah, when you're writing, you have a backspace key, right? <laughs> okay, the next prediction from Forbes, the next brilliant prediction. Mobile will take over. That's prediction number three. Mobile will take over. It's happened. It's finally here. Um, Cindy uh, Crumb would, would be all excited, except she's all chill in a hot tub. So, uh, by the way, I'm on the record. Cindy Crumb, so insanely proud of you. She's been posting up on Facebook about the uh, the new hot tub ensemble that hot tub ensemble that she's built in the backyard of what looks like a really gorgeous house on the west side of uh, of Denver. Nice. So, Cindy, way proud of you, girl. And the reason I think of her, Christine, is because she's been saying that mobile was going to be taking over since like 2007. Yeah, um, yeah, true. Yeah, it's definitely been heading that way. Although I, I have a little, I think, a different take on mobile than uh, maybe some of the general population does. And that is it's a, it's taking over based on, like, information and maybe some e-commerce. But mm -hmm. uh, I think Google's in, in incredible focus on it 
has become to the detriment of informational search, which I think is going to be a problem for them. Because the reason I have so many mobile searches is because I have the device with me 24-7. Well, indeed, and, and they're anticipating that. Exactly. But it doesn't mean that that's a quality type search, right? It means I, I need to know where a movie is or what a review is or where the restaurant is. And I think that when people get back to a desktop that need information, that has gone by the wayside quite a bit. And information is becoming more difficult to find on Google. So I call these info nuggets versus information. That's, you know what, I, sorry? Oh, no, I was just going to say Amazon just might have given them a little bit of kick in the pants with their new device. But go ahead. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about their new device after we come back from break because that's fascinating. And I really wanted to cover that. Um, as for, uh, 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 you know, mobile info nuggets versus real information, I really want to jump down that rabbit hole, but we have 20 minutes left in the show and I ain't going there because <laughs> I could talk to you about for hours about that. It's a, it, yeah, I, I agree. It's a huge worry. Um, and uh, honestly, if I say another sentence, we're on a conversation that won't stop. Let's just say so that's what say it. might get its in, is the deterioration of informational search on Google. Okay, so. you know what? We're going to have a deterioration of information on Webmaster Radio <laughs> if we don't hurry up, because we're going to have to go to commercial break really soon. So, prediction number four, marketing campaigns will be more data-driven and more hyper-targeted. Can you say shock-surprised? Yeah, so far not. <laughs> okay, I, we don't even need to touch that one, because that's like, you know, kind of obvious. 2015 will be the year of data-driven marketing. Um, yo, where have you been on our lives, folks? That's what we do. <laughs> okay, prediction five. The laggards will finally adopt. Well, I've, I've never met the laggards, but I understand they're a perfectly good couple. and <laughs> They should be happy yeah, to adopt. The child is coming next week. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Oh, those guys. God, that's a freak show and a half, isn't it? Okay, that's a different thing altogether. Um, <laughs> and prediction number six. The hardest one to argue with at all, of all, Google Plus will go extinct. What do you think? Will they, would Google actually completely kill Google Plus? I don't know. They have a habit of doing that. I would say if they didn't, maybe not, because a lot of companies like to hold on to things. But um, th there was originally the concept that Google Plus was going to be part of the identity provider framework for Google, except the identity provider framework at the, the federal level in the United States was seriously had its uh, funding dropped to maintenance levels this year. And that's when Google Plus started falling apart about the same month, actually. So, so I can't say for sure that they're, they're um, cause and effect, but the correlation seems pretty strong. That's, that's so. when the kids at Google, the, the brilliant minds at Google, put their hands in their pockets and said, dude, just not worth our time. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because if the they're moving back to OpenID as possibly being the identity provider. Plus, after Snowden, that really slowed down that whole idea that we'd have identity providers and not logins who would know everything about us. But you know, we could log; they could log us into sites. Blah blah blah. So um, I did notice that serious Google Plus started unraveling the same month that they announced that they were going to look to defund that. Yeah. You know, back in the olden days, we we had a service like that. We called her Mummy. <laughs> yeah, she knew everything there was about us. Signed us up for swimming lessons and Cub Scouts and all that important stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Sort of okay. like Google Nanny. <laughs> like Google Nanny, exactly. We're going to talk about Google Nanny on another show. <laughs> but when we come back, we're going to be talking about something weirder than Google Nanny, Amazon Nanny, actually Amazon Echo. We can't talk about Amazon Echo just yet because we have some commercials to work through. So, friends, you're listening to Jim Edger from Digital Always Media, joined by a special guest, Christine Sashinger from Sites Without Walls, listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. And I'm really hoping you're going to stick around because we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Commercial's off. Now back to... Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are back um, after eBrands with a Z. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Christine Sassinger from Sites Without Walls. We've only got a few minutes left in the tail end of the show, but um, Amazon made a product announcement today that we just can't let pass by because um, this is either the coolest thing in the world or the scariest thing in the world. I haven't decided which yet. Christine, you've seen Amazon Echo, right? Yeah, I actually watched the video on it. Okay, so really quickly, in in like 25 words or less, what is Amazon Echo? And why am I so excited about this? Uh, Amazon Echo, as long as the privacy function that they say is on it is on it, is sort of like a Google Now voice device, except without having to have a digital profile on you. Okay. That's so, what they say is true. <laughs> Amazon Echo is constantly connected to the cloud. So it's constantly checking in with a database that, from what I can gather, is constantly building about you, your collection of digital stuff, and your habits. You inform Amazon Echo as you go along. So what it is, is it's a cylindrical device that you plug into a wall. It has a speaker and a microphone. That's it. A speaker and a microphone. That's all, and a couple of buttons. That's all you see as the user. But you talk to it. You say you want it to play music by, well, they give the example, play music by Bruno Mars. I'm pretty sure that they have a larger library than, than that, but Bruno Mars is cool. Um, and so music by Bruno Mars would come up. Or maybe whatever playlist you've set aside in um, your Amazon profile. You want to add something to your shopping list. You want to uh, 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 look up something on, uh, on Wikipedia. You want an alarm. You want to know what the weather's going to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, basically, this is like the Star Trek communicator. It's, yeah, yeah, it is. It's also InfoNuggets, if you notice. It, it's actually the same thing Google's doing with Google Now, except differently. Indeed. 
Indeed. Although this is, it reminds me of a, of a, of a mixture between, like you said, Google Now and something that Microsoft was trying to develop back in the, um, I can't remember if this was the late nineties or somewhere in the middle of the, uh, of the last decade. But Microsoft was trying to work its way into your living room. It was trying to be your infotainment center. Um, and it was, you know, voice activated or movement activated. I think this is where the genesis of uh, the Kinect device came from. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I, 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 info nugget or not, Amazon um, America. This the, the last couple of years were the watershed years for Amazon. They've definitely crossed over the the, the hump and are now a uh, primary. I mean, Amazon is the new Walmart, right? I think they were the new Walmart for a long time, but I think that this is a step. Like Google now said that Amazon is their biggest competitor. Yes. Um, the other absolutely. day, which I think caught some people by a little bit of surprise, but now they're developing their own net, own ad network. They're moving off of Google Ads. Now they have Echo, which is a little different than Google now because it's not with you all the time. Um, and also the privacy level might be a totally different thing, but it's still learning a lot of the same information they expect to deliver in the house but beating Google to the punch. Um, so it's, it's I think, moving into the world of um, the Internet of Things, but in a more subtle way than Google's trying to. Well, again, I liken this to the, uh, the little wall room computer that, or uh, computer interface that, that every room in Star Trek had, the, 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 the great computer communicator. You need to know something, you ask the wall. The wall told you. Um. How many uh, teaspoons are in a tablespoon? Or more importantly, how many grams are in an ounce? I mean, everyone needs to know this stuff, right? Um, apparently, this thing will access music from Amazon Prime, um, iHeartRadio. So, friends, you can listen to Webcology over uh, your um, over your Amazon Echo. Just you know, it's important to important to know. You can listen to any webmaster radio show. You can tune in pl- and also from a, 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 a music rep- repository, tune in plus. Um, so uh, Bluetooth compatible for Spotify and Pandora can be listened to. Although if you're listening to Spotify, about half of your collection has uh, vanished now that Taylor Swift is gone. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a tough and one. Those things are like anything with tech these days, and, and I and I think we're maybe a little too in love with our tech sometimes is that there's really cool. Like I could be making a recipe and ask for like, how do I convert a tablespoon or, you know, play my music or, you know, what, what's coming up next or what's the weather like before I go outside, all that info nugget type of information. It does have a speaker that's always on, but the caveat is they are saying it doesn't wake up and actually record anything unless you use a special word that you give it. Um, but that does open up anything connected to the internet always has the ability to be hacked and it does leave open the, the idea that it could be turned on. I trust Amazon more than I do Google. Um, really? But that being said, it, yeah, I do. They haven't gotten into that space yet. Google They're now just not old Google. enough yet. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Google now records where you are every minute of the day so they can eventually serve the same information Amazon is talking about doing on Echo, but um, they'll do it without you asking. That'll be the one big difference. Um, I'm not willing to give up my location every minute of the day so that someone can tell me what the time is or what the traffic is. I can look all that up myself. Uh, Amazon Echo is saying you just ask us and that's when you're connected. Um, but that'll have to be tested and tested by people with skills greater than mine. Well, you know, you know, people in the uh, people who are old in the industry might get it, might might find this. You know what the default name for Amazon Echo is? Uh. Uh-uh. Alexa. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't so, put that together. I was like, that does sound it's familiar. Like, it's like kind of cute. <laughs> that is cute. <laughs> little jab there, I think. To, uh, well, to no, maybe. Actually, there was a reason I was looking for Alexa rankings for something the other day, and I can't remember why I was doing it. And then I remember thinking how crazy it was that I was looking for an Alexa ranking on something. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you had to be there. It was one of those, one of those SEO moments oh. where you have to do something that you know is dumb. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I know about that. <laughs> I, I can't speak about it, but I know about it. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we all have those SEO moments where you have to do something you know is dumb, but you got to do it anyway. Yep. We have such a hellish life. <laughs> I know, right? 
it's horrible. I can't believe all the stuff that we have to do that we don't really want to do, but we got to do anyway in uh, all those hours of time. <laughs> okay, we are moving through really fast. Um, really? I can't share the message that was sent to me um, via one of our chat applications, but I can share my reaction. Are you nuts? Really? Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, one of the, last note, we're almost out of time. We're almost end time on the show. Did you hear about the drummer from ACDC? Oh, I did. That's insane. It is insane. But I mean, like, this kind of stuff happens all the time, folks. Luckily, it doesn't happen to any of us. But there's a lot of people on Earth, so there's, you know can happen all the time. Um, I woke up this morning to find out that uh, ACDC's drummer, Phil Rudd, was arrested in a murder-for-hire plot. Two. He was looking to kill two people. Well, he can afford it, right? I mean, they're one of the most successful yeah. bands in, uh, in music history. Uh, but the irony is, of course, they had this song, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, which talks exactly about hiring a hitman and how you can get in trouble for it. Is that what hey. that song's about? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, you know, actually, the thing is that's ironic, too, or sadly ironic, is um, he was also arrested for or charged with methamphetamine you, you, um, possession. And marijuana um, possession, too, which I yeah, found it's disturbing. A, uh, <laughs> the thing well, I thought, is, though, I, I mean, New Zealand was cooler than that, right? Yeah, right. Like, well, the pot, whatever, but um, the meth, that can make you a bit crazy. Um, so, sadly, he probably has a bit of a drug, drug crazy brain going on right now. Well, yeah, actually, if he was using meth frequently and he's under arrest, I would say right about now, yes, he does have a crazed brain. <laughs> well, I meant the, you know, not thinking. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I don't know what New Zealand jails are like. I imagine they're a lot like, like the set from The Hobbit. Um, <laughs> but I doubt there's a lot of meth in their jails. No, I doubt that, too. Um. I'm just waiting to hear the hook music. It's I don't want to jump into anything lengthy because I know we're at end of program. There we go. Ha! <laughs> hey, friends, that's the hook music. I knew it was coming. Christy, thank you so much for uh, sticking around, for being on the show today. Really appreciate the assist. Friends, uh, thank you. Christine Sassinger from Sites Without Walls sitting in on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk S&M. I'm Beanstalk I am. <laughs> Um, apologies to everybody who works at, uh, at Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Uh, this is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. we got some great content coming up after the news. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.